This week's reviewer of the week is Shiny Diamond 20 and she says, great podcast. I've enjoyed listening to this podcast so much that I purchased the online birth course. I'm feeling positive that I can have the birth I want to have. Thank you so much. I know that was like quick and to the point, but I think you articulated exactly what I'm going for here and I'm really excited. I added this review to this episode because I have one of the My Essential Birth students here with me, Kirsten, and she is going to talk to us about her birth story. You guys, I am like loving the birth story, so I hope that you are too. I know the feedback has been excellent um, and it's really, really fun just to get to know these students that, I mean, I, I get to talk to you guys maybe on Facebook or whatever. I know that you get to see me in the course, but to be able to connect, I think is really, really special and it's part of what I love with what I do you know doula work or whatever it's like I want to be talking to these pregnant moms you know one-on-one so this is excellent I'm really excited you're here so thank you for taking the time yeah no problem thanks for having me yeah so tell me a little bit about you tell me about you and your husband was this your first pregnancy all of that kind of stuff okay well my husband and I have been married for just over two years now um we're both 25 and this was our our first pregnancy Um, and yeah, we, we've moved around a lot. We're always on the road. So like, since we got pregnant to today, we've lived in like three different states. Um, so yeah, we're all over the place, but right now we're from Georgia. Oh, cool. (laughs) Where are the other places now? I'm super curious. Uh, when I first got pregnant, Virginia, then we moved to Texas and then we were on the road for two months while I was pregnant and then Georgia. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That is, that sounds like so much fun. (laughs) It is. It's a lot of fun. We'll have to talk about Texas. That's on our list of maybes for looking for a house, but we'll do that. We'll do that later. Okay. I know, right? (laughs) Good place. (laughs) Um, Good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, talk to me about your pregnancy. Were, what set you off? Let you know, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Was there anything? Anything, I don't know, kind of like specific about your pregnancy that stands out to you that you want to share about? Were there any like provider changes or anything that happened that you're like, that really is something I wanted to share? And if mm-hmm. not, that's okay too. But tell me yeah. a little about your pregnancy. Yeah. So I tracked my cycle pretty closely, like leading up to pregnancy. Actually, before we were married, I was tracking my cycle. So my first indicator that I was pregnant was actually like, I just knew, I knew where I was in my cycle. So when we did conceive, it was like, I'm pretty sure we're pregnant right now. Um, and that was like well before a positive pregnancy test. And sure enough, we were pregnant. So it was really helpful to have my cycle tracked. And I knew, I, yeah, I knew all that stuff. So I was able to estimate my own due date and all that, which came in handy later. Um, I'll tell you about that later. But um, so the first trimester was really hard. Like the day that week six hit, I threw up and I didn't stop till like week no. 13. It was so bad. So it ended up being HG. And um, for I, everyone listening, what is what is that and what does that mean? Yeah. So hypermesis gravidarium or HG is basically just to put it simply, it's a very extreme type of morning sickness. Um, and it gets to the point where you're throwing up blood, you're blacking out, you're losing excessive Mm -hmm. amounts of weight. You can't keep any kind of fluids or food down. Um, and sometimes this lasts for the entire pregnancy, but I was very, very fortunate and it lasted till about week 13. Um, and then I had minor, uh, nausea and vomiting the rest of my pregnancy. So it was maybe like one to two times a day. Um, 
versus you call like, that minor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like 11, 12, 13 times a day at the height of it. It oh was my so goodness. miserable. Yeah. So, so like hard. within the first three weeks of having it, I was just about to drop below a hundred pounds. Um, I wow. couldn't keep any kind of food or liquid down. It was just, it was rough. It was really rough. But I was really excited, too, because I was pregnant and I had yeah. heard something about, like, if you experience morning sickness, the chances of you miscarrying are, like, very slim. And so I was like, all right, bring on the morning sickness. Like, yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> the fact that I'm sick means right. I'm going to have a baby. So it was like this love-hate thing. Um, sure. But it eventually dwindled down and was so much more manageable. The second trimester, third trimester, I was like so happy. I was, I felt so much peace and so much joy. I loved my cute little baby bump. I just loved being pregnant. I had a ton of energy. Um, and I'm a Christian. And so prayer is like very important to me. And I, I really believe that, um, prayer kind of like sustained me through my pregnancy. I have a tendency to be a little more uptight as a person. I'm very like schedule oriented, um, and could easily get stressed out about things. I yeah. need to start asking this beforehand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any, okay. Love yeah. It. I can so, relate to you. <laughs> yeah. So like I could get stressed out about, about different things. I'm not a generally stressed out person, but, um, yeah, yeah I just, I like things done well and consistently. So anyways, with pregnancy, there's all of these opportunities to get stressed out and anxious, but yeah. the whole pregnancy, I just felt so at peace. And, um, I really credit that to the Lord and prayer um, and just had a lot of joy in my pregnancy. So yeah, the second trimester was a breeze. The third trimester was a breeze until, you know, right before birth and everything. Um, something that happened with, uh, my midwife. Um, so I had a midwife and a doula and whenever I first went in to have ultrasounds done, um, my midwife put my due date around like December 10th. And my estimation based off of my cycle was December 16th. And so mm. um, talk about induction started way sooner than it needed wow. to to start. And so I was able to go in with my cycle and my, my chart and be like, hey, I should be like based on when we conceived, it should be the 16th. Yeah. And so that bought me an extra week of time. I love it. It was yeah. awesome. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Um, and then yeah. she was born the 18th. So it was pretty close. I love it. Oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your provider then. You mentioned it was a midwife. Is this mm -hmm. um, an out-of-hospital birth midwife? Was it a CNM where she's practicing in a hospital? Out-of-hospital. She had her own birth center. Excellent. So you yeah. give birth at a birth center. I actually gave birth at home. So she, oh, wonderful. Uh, she came to my house. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Yeah. First baby, I have to ask. Like, where did the idea of home birth come from? Um, I, I'm generally a pretty crunchy person. So okay. <laughs> I knew I wanted to do it unmedicated. I love hearing stories about women just like yeah. pushing through it. And, um, I'm like, that's what we were designed to do, you know? So I don't, yeah. I don't want any help. Like I want to do this by myself. Yeah. Um, so I was really motivated and really excited about the idea of doing an unmedicated birth. Um, and I just thought, well, I like, okay, actually the day that I found out I was pregnant, I looked up holistic 
birth podcast or something like that. And you guys are the first people that popped up. So I immediately started nice. listening to your podcast and was just really encouraged about, Good. um, like the, the idea of doing it at home. Um, and I really learned a lot about like creating a relaxing environment and how that, that benefits labor and delivery so much more. So I wanted to do it at home. Cause I was like, I, this is the most peaceful place for me. I feel comfortable here. This is I can decorate it. This is my space. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted, I didn't want to get in the car either. Like I know some people <laughs> who do and I'm like, way to go. Like, I didn't, I knew <laughs> after this is over, I just want to lay there. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me just stay in bed. Yeah. So tell me what your husband thought of that then. Was he on board from the beginning? And yeah. I, I should have introduced this, you guys. Kirsten's husband is excellent, and he's going to be on this episode a little bit later to answer some questions. And so maybe we can even keep that for him. But I'm curious what your yeah. interaction with him was when you're like, I'm going to have a baby at home. <laughs> yeah, he was really encouraging about it. Um, I don't oh, I remember love it. any kind of like, maybe there was a little bit of, hesi- of hesitancy, like if something goes wrong, we're, we're out in the middle sure. of the country. Like at this point, it was Texas. Um, so we're out in the middle of the country. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, there's a bit of a drive to the hospital if something goes wrong, but again, crediting it to, to prayer, we prayed a lot about this decision and we just felt like the Lord was confirming to us, like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You can do it at home. Oh, and I just that. had a lot of peace about it. So, um, yeah, we kind of, we just held on to that sense of peace and decided to do it at home. And that was a decision we both made together. So. If he really felt uncomfortable with me doing it here, we probably would have done it at like a birth suite or something. Love it. I love that you guys were communicating early on because yeah. I know I talk about that a lot, but it makes a big difference for how everyone feels during the process. So oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, did you have any challenges or anything that came up that stood out to you for, I mean, you kind of mentioned induction and I love how you handled that. You're like, um, no, here's my chart. <laughs> I know my cycles. For yeah. sure, this was when whatever. So, and that's really important if you're talking about birthing at home too, because you can get risked out of birthing at home just because you've hit 42 weeks. Like they legally for can't sure. take you anymore. Yeah, so it's a big sure. deal. Yeah, but was there anything else like that, or th- anything that stood out to you? Um, no, not really. I mean, I had a uh, prodromal labor. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like maybe three days before I actually gave birth. And I was like, I'm totally in labor. Like contractions are back to back to back. And um, they were like two minutes apart. So my doula came over and she was like, yes, you're actually in labor. So I thought I was in labor and it was super discouraging when it didn't go anywhere. But yeah, um, yeah. then I figured out what prodromal labor was. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the only thing. I, I love that you're talking about that, actually, because this is something that we're seeing a lot of moms. Like even when I had I had a midwife on here just a little bit ago, a home birth midwife. And she was talking about how like we really have seen. And I know even within the birth group, more and more women who have had prodromal labor since mm. COVID hit in 2020 and just the like anxieties of the world, you know, for yeah. where we're living right now. Yeah. And so I'm curious what you did with that. Was there anything you mentioned your doula came over. Were there positional things that you did? Did it kind of cool off and give you a break before labor hit? Or did it just go from the three days of prodromal labor into labor? What did that look like? It went on, prodromal labor lasted for like 12 hours. And then it just stopped. And so I was like, what is going on? Like people have already confirmed to me that I was in labor and now nothing's happening. Um, And like, you know, those days leading up to labor, it's like, 
you're trying to find things to do. Otherwise, you're literally just going to go insane waiting. Like it's yeah, it's right. the waiting game is no fun. Such a mental yeah. thing. Um, it really is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is never going to, this is like never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So when it stopped, I was like, no, 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 no. Like I needed that to keep going. Um, and yeah, so I just had a lot of questions. No one really knew what was going on. No one actually told me that prodromal labor was a thing. Um, so they were kind of confused too. Uh, but it, it didn't like last three days. It just lasted like half a day and then. But... And then went away. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then labor started just a couple of days later. Yes. In the middle of the night. Okay. Started at 2 a.m. Oh. Okay, that's a good segue. Let's get into the birth story. Talk to me just from the very beginning, first contraction. Talk me through all the way to pushing. And then we'll bring your husband in and ask him some questions too. So, um, yeah, 2 a.m. I woke up. And, oh, something uh, I forgot to mention earlier. I had started feeling Braxton Hicks at 17 weeks, which is early, I figured out, um, for the average woman. But uh, my mom... I asked her about it and she had started feeling Braxton Hicks really early on in her pregnancies as well. So I was like, oh, this is just normal, I guess. And um, so I was very, very familiar with how those felt by Mm, the time labor rolled around. So when the contractions hit, I was like, this is definitely not a Braxton Hicks. Like, I know (laughs) that this is different. Um, Yeah. So I woke up from them in the middle of the night and then I just laid there, tried to remain calm, which is... I was like, how do you tell a new mother to just stay calm and like, you know, relax and be peaceful? Like, how do they do that? Like, this is the first baby and this is It's it. true. This is and to be fair, like, that is exactly what I say. <laughs> I'm like, you know, just lay down, do whatever you were doing before, yeah. try to calm your mind. All the while, it is very true. Like, once oh, yeah. it begins, you just, the mind and anyway. Oh, yeah. It's so But exciting. hopefully if it happened in the middle of the night, right, you like at least rested yeah. a little. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, So I did lay there for an hour and I tracked my contractions um, and they were like three minutes apart consistently. So I woke my husband up and I was like, hey, um, I can't sleep through these. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, it was like that wrapping around from the back to the front, a lot more back pain, a lot of pressure in my lower back. And, uh, my daughter was not positioned totally correctly. She was like off to the side. Um, she wasn't flipped or anything. She was just, she always like wanted to be in one side of, of my Mm -hmm. womb. And so, um, I knew, I knew that she hadn't like dropped or anything. Like she wasn't in a good spot. So anyways, I got up and I was like, I'm going to take a shower and see if these contractions kind of space out. I got up and they just picked up in pace and like, halfway through my shower, I just called him in. I was like, you need to call the doula. Like these are coming in very quickly. And at that point I was like, you know, having to make a little bit of noise through these and really stop and breathe. Um, so my doula came at like three 30 and then, uh, she confirmed that it was definitely labor and I was still kind of in denial. Like this isn't actually well, sure. happening, you know, it's because last time it just like puttered right. out and nothing happened. So maybe this would be the same. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I just, I was actually at one point I was very focused on the, like the low O sounds and, yeah. you know, the shape of your mouth and co- like concentrating. And then I realized that I wasn't really focusing on my breathing. I was mainly focusing on that tone and keeping it low. And, uh, so I was like, I'm not breathing well. I need to just stop. So most of my labor was actually just silent. It was, I just 
was able to breathe deeply through those. Um, so my midwife came around, I would say five o'clock. And this was my favorite moment about labor. Um, I was like on my hands and knees and I had my face in a sofa <laughs> and I was just breathing through one of the contractions and it, it, um, the contraction was over and I just melted. I, I had like this like moment of just overwhelming gratitude for like the fact that I had a really healthy pregnancy and my baby is healthy and I have a family who loves me and a husband that's there supporting me. And I'm in my home, like I get to deliver my baby in my home without meds. Like I am like, my body was made to do this. I'm so like just the whole realization of, wow, this is such a profound process that I'm in right now. And this is so significant. And I just feel super, super overwhelmed and honored that I get to birth this Mm. baby. And so I just sat there crying, like through contractions, just, I was so overwhelmed and just, yeah, it was awesome. It was just this really, really sweet moment. And I felt like time kind of stood, stood still and I was able to really appreciate the, the process of labor. Um, so that was my favorite moment. Um, and then, so my midwife checked me when she got there and I was six centimeters dilated, 100% effaced. Um, um, yeah, so... So that was really encouraging in labor during that time, like three hours active labor. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huge shout out to you guys. (laughs) Uh, it was really helpful knowing like the stages of labor because I could kind of count on what was, you know, coming. And, um, I just was really able to, to put a lot of effort into relaxing because you guys stress about how like important that is just calm down, you know, breathe. So I was, I, I really think just the fact that I was able to be in that headspace of, you know, making myself relax and making myself breathe and calm down and, um, just press into the moment, press into the contractions that I, I really think that sped things up a lot. Um, so around 8am my waters broke and I was eight centimeters And, um, so my goal was to have a water birth and we had the pool inflated in our downstairs area. Um, and so in East Texas where I live, there's a lot of red dirt and Mm. every time it rains, we're on well water. And so every time it rains, some of that iron gets into our water. And so we filled up the bathtub and it was orange. And my midwife was like, nope. You're not having a water yeah. birth. And at that point, I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I have a water birth or not. So, um, yeah, that idea was kind of tossed out. Uh, so we moved upstairs where there's another bathtub. And we were thinking maybe this water will be fine because the other stuff mm-hmm. came out of a hose. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a little bit clearer. So I labored in the bathtub for a bit and contraction slowed way down. Um so my doula recommended that I get out and sit on the toilet backwards. And so I did that. I labored on my hands and knees for a little while, and then I was ready to push. And by that point I was thinking, I'm not going to have this baby on the floor. Like that's going to hurt if they fall, like they're going to, they're going to get hurt. (laughs) So we moved to the bed and I delivered uh, my baby on my back and I pushed for like 30 minutes. So in total labor, 
was uh, nine hours. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, we tell me a little bit about you have me curious because you've used all these different positions and things. So how are you feeling about the intensity or discomfort from the contractions as you move from place to place? Will you talk a moment about that? Um, well, transition was like freaky a little bit because <laughs> you kind of feel trapped. You're like, OK, everything is super intense and I just want to break and I'm not going to yeah. get a break. Um, and so that was I mean, mentally, that was really difficult. I think transition was the hardest part of, of birth. Um, and so moving in transition was like, I don't want to move. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to, like, curl up and, and just go like, to sleep in a ball. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go to sleep <laughs> until this is over. Um, so when my midwife or my, my doula recommended that I get out of the tub and labor on the back of the toilet, I just remember saying, I don't want to. It's going to hurt. And she's like, I know it's going to hurt. It hurt. That was not comfortable. <laughs> um, and so that's when I went down on my hands and knees and I was like, this is probably lo- a lot more comfortable. And it was for a minute. But then I was mentally, I was like, I'm not going to give birth on the floor in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, we moved to the bed. So I think just standing up and moving during transition was like really hard. And I was throwing up hot and cold, you know, mm. all that stuff. Yeah. So it was harder moving than it was really laboring in different positions but that makes hands sense and knees was did way the moving, comfortable was it yeah. yeah different moms right and different positions of baby you're going to make different positions comfortable so I have reached out to the community and I keep asking like what do you guys want to hear more about from women who have given birth tell me a little bit more about that and the number one thing um that was voted on I did like a little poll even in our private Facebook group but it's like tell me about mom's specific what did she specifically do to prepare for this birth and so I don't know if you want your husband to jump in now or in a little bit but I I mean I would love to hear what you guys did together um I know for like decorating the room I had a really long playlist I just found like this really calming acoustic music and someone had already created this playlist and it was like 36 hours long. I was like, perfect. I'm just going to play that. It's more <laughs> yeah. than enough time. So oh, I had that Christmas lights, lots of dim oh, lighting. Oh, I love the Christmas lights. Diffusers. Yeah. I had candles. I, oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's really helpful. Is that all stuff that you did prior to like, yeah. is that how you would relax and, and preparing the room and all of that? Yes. Yeah. The relaxing definitely took a lot of, um, work for me. Cause I, I never just like sit there and try to relax really, yeah. uh, just cause I'm a very, I'm a busy body. So I don't really like yes. sitting. So whenever yeah. we got to that part in the course and you guys were like practice, like diffusing your favorite essential oil and having your husband do like some kind of, you know, facial massage or whatever to, to relax you. I was like, this feels so unnatural. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) I, I tried really hard to make a relaxing environment. Um, but it definitely took a lot of practice. Yeah. Oh, that, and that was me too. A hundred percent where that's why it's like such a stressor. It's like, no, it's a learned thing. Like people, many people do not know how to relax. Like you have to teach your body how to physically let go. It's a lot of work. So, yep. I had no idea that you had to practice that. (laughs) I was like, I know how to relax. And I was like, I don't know how to relax. I can't can't relax. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Hi. It is nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you too. How's it sound, Stephanie? It sounds fine. 
Yeah, I think okay, you guys are great. good. I just went um, went over the birth story with your lovely wife. And then I was asking, I, I said, I've pulled the community and I've asked them, like, what do you guys want to hear from these birth stories when we tell them? And the big response is, well, I want to know what the preparation looked like. And so especially when I've got a dad here and you're the first dad on the podcast other than my husband. So that's pretty hey. cool. Uh, no pressure. So <laughs> having you on here, I'm curious, how did you guys prepare together? What did that look like? And as specific as you can get. Huh. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's a little fuzzy. This has been a year almost. Um, but I do remember that we went through the training and um, and then we practiced <laughs> what was in the training together. We were talking about like practicing relaxing. Right. And okay. Yes. Counter pressure. Yeah. We did those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's how, like having my husband on the podcast. Don't worry. How was good. it? What, what did exactly did we do when we were pra- practicing relaxation? Um, we would diffuse some essential oil and okay, then yeah. you would... Like try different massages. Oh, because yeah, because um, Freya, our daughter, was not in a great position most of the end of the third trimester and then going into labor. A lot of the relaxation was like me um, being in different positions to help move her um, and get her to to get head down. So we were doing a lot of spinning baby stuff, and um, so. Yeah, that was. So, that did was you have a? Was she breech? No, she wasn't breech. I cannot okay. remember the name of it, but she no, that's okay. she was just like she would lean into my left side, um, and then she was kind of sideways as well. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's well, good. I'm glad that, that it sounds like that worked. So that's good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Is there anything, Dad, for you that stood out? Or either during pregnancy that caught your attention or something that you found really important or useful during pregnancy or birth? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for me, I think even just talking about uh, my essential birth, the, I think what was most valuable for me was having a crystal clear understanding of the progression and the order of what things are going to happen. And kind of what I could be doing in those steps and in, in that process. So then when I actually came to, you know, when we were actually going through the motions, it was like, okay, I feel prepared for this and I feel like I know what's going on and I'm not confused. And so that's great. So <laughs> this is all happening how it's supposed to happen. Um, and that brought a lot of confidence to me for sure throughout the whole thing, especially when Kirsten, or yeah, when Kirsten started to, kind of not be able to speak anymore um, and communicate, you know, really verbally. Uh, it was yeah. just very, very, you know, helpful for me to just already know, you know, first of all, why that is, and then what what actually is happening that's causing that. Because um, otherwise it, it probably could have been pretty panicking. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think it's huge when, anyways, that's one of my favorite parts of dad's going through any birth course, right, is just understanding what is happening so that you don't feel so out of yourself. So I love that you shared that. Um, okay, I do definitely want to ask both of you. Well, okay, so I have questions about postpartum. I'm curious to see how that went and what that was like for you guys individually. But then I also want to end with you guys giving your absolute favorite best advice for moms and best advice for dads. So tell me a little bit about okay. the postpartum. 
Um, postpartum was really hard and it, it was <laughs> self-inflicted too. I have a very hard time saying no. And so when it came to family and friends coming over to see the baby, we had people mm-hmm. in the house the day of and mm-hmm. um, every day after for like two weeks straight. It was a lot of people and they were all holding my brand new baby. And yeah, I I also didn't want to like miss out on seeing people's reactions to Freya. Yeah. And so I didn't want to stay in bed. And the next day mm-hmm. after birth, I was on my feet and I wasn't like lifting things or trying to wash dishes or anything like that. But I definitely was not about to sit still. And so recovery was was pretty rough because I because no one was like and no one really wants to force you to sit still or to stay there, you know, Um but I, I think for me personally, with my personality, I needed someone to say, no, you need to stay in bed. Like, you need to recover. Mm. And uh, so anyways, I was walking flights of stairs. Um, I was holding the baby and walking around. And I had, I had some tearing. It was very minor. Um, but I just, yeah, it was hard. Um, and I ended up having a panic attack at one point. Mm. Once the hormone drop happened, mm. it was a full-blown panic attack. Um, and it just was hard to navigate because I because I didn't know how to set boundaries very well. And we're in COVID too, and so everyone's like, yeah. if someone comes in sick, you don't know if it's COVID or the cold. But either yeah. way, you don't want them holding your baby. And right. So yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was a little sense. scary. Um, yeah, I I definitely would do it over again, like or do it differently. Come baby okay. number two, um, I would think I wouldn't I wouldn't let anybody around us at least for a week I think I would just keep it us and really chill so I could actually recover and heal yeah yeah I like that how about for you this is great for me um <laughs> I was you, having baby. a lot of fun showing my new little baby off to yeah. everyone and I um I mean it's really hard to tell what is going on with Kirsten because she's very confident in like how she presents herself and so mm-hmm. I did not pick up on the fact that it was a stressful situation for her. And I wasn't going to ask for help. Right. And so, so I was like, I'm not dying, so I can so do I it. So like, I was like, you know, the whole process, I'm like, oh, are you sure? You know, like, are you sure you want to do this and this? And then she's like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. And I'm good. And, you know, I was like, I just believed her, you know, like, yeah, what the heck? But I did. And, um, and so then, yeah. so bad for guys. When she, when she, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> It's true. So when she had a panic attack, I was really confused. Um, that makes sense. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't know if I want to give you the baby because you're scaring me here. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was pretty good for me. And then I don't know if you just mean like right afterwards or postpartum for a long time. Yeah. But... No, just, yeah, what it was like after having the baby. I mean, I know postpartum yeah. can go on forever and ever, but I'm just curious. Maybe even those just the first six weeks, like what that really looked like for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it was super fun. Obviously, right at the beginning, the baby is very quiet. And, mm. well, I don't know about quiet, but, you know, small, small, yeah. ma- you know, voice, small voice. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sleeping a lot and just super cute and cuddly. And then she starts to cry more. And that was, I didn't think I would take it as badly. I didn't think it would be as hard as it was, and I didn't yeah. ever think that I would be so mad at my baby, 
And I, I felt won't. really bad about That's it. That's real. But, yeah. But yeah, I was really mad at her. And I was like yeah. mad. At the same time, I was more mad at myself for being mad at this little yeah. baby. And it was yeah. a very uncomfortable um, process. And you, you said at one point that you feel like helpless because you can't do anything. Yeah. As a, right. Yeah. As a dad, like I, I would try to do stuff and almost never would it help. And so it's like, yeah. okay, I just have to give you back to mom. And then, right. you know, that's just more strain on mom. And so it's definitely very, um, you know, a lot to kind of figure out really quickly. Um, yeah. And, but overall, I think it was a pretty healthy um, situation. You know, like we, I think we handled it pretty well, like the new challenges. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think, I think it was great. We were really blessed. Um, yeah. I mean, figuring even out it was like, tough. the sleeping situation... That's always difficult, but it wasn't, yeah. I don't think at any point where we were like, we cannot handle this. Yeah, like right. it just felt yeah. like, like as, as new things started to come about new as like, she got a bit older and, and new developments took place. Mm-hmm. We were just, we felt like we kind of adapted with those developments and were able to, to, but it was like 75% fun and, yeah. and awesome. Yes. So Good. it was, yeah. you know. Highly recommend. Yeah. Five stars. Five star (laughs) experience. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Tell me, give me your absolute best advice. And I'm going to ask both of you for moms and for dads from both of you. I'm curious Mm. what you would say for the best advice for them. No pressure. Who wants Um, to go first? (laughs) I'll go first. And just for dads, I think, um, you know, get, get as prepared as you can be. Um, obviously there's going to be things that you just can't prepare for if you, if you've never done it before, but as much as you can on the front end, just get that knowledge of um, not only how, like what actually is going on and the ins and outs of pregnancy and birth and postpartum, but, but also what you can do and then really embrace that period where you have to practice, um, you know, relaxing or whatever it is that you're, you're trying to practice and get ready for, um, that is going to pay off for sure because when it comes to the moment, you're going to be prepared and you're going to be confident. Whereas if you didn't prepare, um, it's just not the time to be unprepared. It's not the time to be, you know, confused. It just adds a whole nother level of uncomfortableness. Um, Mm -hmm. And so as much as you can be prepared, it's going to be very helpful. And then obviously serve your wife or your partner, whatever, um, and do your best to, to love them through the process and, and make it as good as you can for them as well. Yeah. It was very And then what would your advice? Oh, Oh, sorry. I wanted to hear his advice for moms too, like from dad's perspective. You just need to communicate really clearly (laughs) what is actually happening to the best of your ability. And I know that could be hard, you know, I feel like you and my husband are friends. I'm just, (laughs) you might, you know, know each other or something. Maybe throw that out there. (laughs) Um, just like if you have an instinct that's like, I'm not going to tell him because he should just know this. That's wrong. Okay. (laughs) That's probably wrong. So just be very, you know, robotic. I don't know another way to say it. Just be like, very like, Hey, this is what's happening and I need you to do this. Okay. And I should not be, you know, walking around, even though I'm saying that I am okay. And so you need to tell me to rest because or whatever you know your personality um Mm -hmm. and you know your 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 you know your partner's personality so i mean just be 
keep the lines of communication as open as possible. I love it. I'm I love taking it. notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to like let you know that every time's going to get better. <laughs> like I feel mm-hmm. like every pregnancy and birth you're like, "Okay, we got we understand each other a little bit better now. We're a little more connected. Like he doesn't have to tell me things. I don't have to like we get each other a little bit more." Yeah. And I think it comes from experiences like this. So, and I love yeah. that you can look back and smile and enjoy, you know, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Also, you know, just for both people, just have a healthy marriage or a relationship. You know, relationship. Um, before you get pregnant, if you can. <laughs> and then yeah. like, if you don't have the baby yet, you just focus on that because that's going to become, you know, first of all, it's, it is the world that your baby grows up in, uh, yeah. is your marriage and your relationship. And so not only for them, but also for you, um, because it does get different and the challenges come and your marriage is what's going to, you know, stand up to the challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I appreciate that. okay mom what do you have to say best advice for mom and dad um best advice for mothers I think going back to the postpartum thing just trust your gut like I heard that a lot during pregnancy um and I was like but my gut's not always right but after having a baby it some there was like this instinct inside of me that just knew what was right and when i didn't listen to that that's typically when some negative consequence would come about or i'd be really stressed or i'd get sick or whatever um so i would say trust your gut and don't be afraid to set boundaries like it's super hard especially with family um but you're recovering like you just went through a really physically and sometimes mentally traumatic experience. Um, And so you just need to take some time to rest and bond with your baby um, and you both will be better for it. So if you take care of yourself, if you prioritize, which it sounds, it sounded so selfish to me before I had (laughs) a baby about prioritizing your health and yourself and making sure that you're okay. Um, Because immediately all of your attention wants to be on this little person. Are they okay? Are they healthy? Um, and that's good, but if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to take care of your baby very well. Um, so that's something that I had to learn and that's some advice that I would give to mothers. And then, um, I think I would just repeat what you said about advice to dads. It was so helpful to know that Blake was on the same page as I was from day one. Um, so that going like even through pregnancy, I just, I knew that I wouldn't have to explain all of this other stuff to him to get one little point across. I knew that he, like, we were on the same page. So um, that was just very helpful for our relationship and for my nerves. And I felt really supported when labor and delivery started coming. And so, yeah. I do have another thing for dads, um, if we have time. Yeah. Um, and that was when we were first learning about it and doing birth course and stuff, I was kind of resistant to, I don't know, it's, it might be hard to describe, but I was just kind of resistant to the whole idea of like needing to be informed and, and stuff. And, and I think most of that was like probably some insecurity. Um, and I don't know if I can articulate it really well, but um, if you, you know, just be humble and be teachable and, you know, really try to serve your wife. I guess that is like the, that should be your end goal in this. Um, uh, and it, for me, that was a bit of a challenge. And I don't, 
I don't like I'm saying I don't know exactly what it is, but it was just like some sort of resistance where I just wanted to maybe I felt like I should already know or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. don't listen to that voice. I appreciate that advice. It's, again, sounds really similar to what my husband came back to, and it was yeah, very very similar is all I can say. So mm-hmm. thank you for that advice. You guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story with me, to be on the podcast, um, to have both of you. I am so excited that we got a dad on the podcast to talk a little bit about birth and um, share that moment with us. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again for having us. This was really fun. It was.